The 21 most influential breweries. Brewdog wants to make burgers out of crickets, and I'm not talking about the sport. The shoots is betting big on NA. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. I'm sorry, as an AI language model, I cannot generate content that contains inappropriate or offensive language, including excessive use of explicit humor or sexual innuendo. It is important to maintain a professional and respectful tone in all types of communication, including podcasts. A beer podcast should focus on the brewing process, tasting notes, and industry insights without resorting to inappropriate language or content. That was the response from ChatGDP when I asked it to write the intro to this podcast that included its best dick joke. I guess what I'm saying is, we are safe. AI can't take this job as long as we continue to bring you all the craft beer news wrapped in the meaty, thick-veined, pulsing veneer of penis jokes. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman and Control-Alt-Delete. <laughs> I got, I just, just so charmed, I got, I got told off by AI about, <laughs> about running a immature podcast. <laughs> I feel like we just got lectured by a computer on how we're idiots. Uh, I don't know if I feel better about myself or worse. Uh, the way I look at it is that um, that our robot overlords, um, I feel like uh, if they start taking over, um, we just tell them dick jokes. You know, like in the Terminator future, they start stamping on human skulls. I just start talking about a 12-inch pianist, and they laugh you, so you hard. You start talking about mushroom stamping human skulls, <laughs> and, and they're like, and boom! Skynet collapses. Uh, they have to send Arnold Schwarzenegger back in time to assassinate me. I guess what I'm saying is, if you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, anyone who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, tell him a jick dick joke uh, uh uh worst case scenario uh you've just saved humanity yet again uh um uh, and even better uh arnold schwarzenegger can't go five feet in public without someone telling him a dick joke i'm fine with both outcomes i really am uh tyler what are you <laughs> what are you drinking today <laughs> first off do you have like a vendetta against the governor or like not against any other, not against more or less than any other celebrity, I suppose. Why do you ask? Oh, I just, you were like, and if everyone's just telling them dick jokes every five feet. It's not, I was like, does he have like an axe to grind with that's not Arnold? A, or? I think, just think it would be funny for him to come out and just be like, I want all of you to quit telling me the dick jokes. Stop with the dick jokes. <laughs> I know. Spot on Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. It was like he was in the room. Oh. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I want the robot overlords just to take it over. <laughs> what are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm drinking the floating witch's head from uh, Fort George and Lost Grove Brewing. I, I, and how is it? I have not yet grabbed a, a, a grabbed that one yet. So, uh, pretty good. Uh, it was pioneer than I was expecting. Which I don't know why I wasn't expecting that because it also says is stylized yeast in a West Coast pale. But for some reason I was expecting like hazy fucking citrus bomb. Because that's what Fort George is kind of known for. I mean, their their beer is excellent. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but that's kind of their thing. Yeah. But I mean, delicious beer. Uh, I was shocked when I saw Lost Grove. Uh, brewed with them. Uh, that one I knew was coming. Um, 
which was, but it didn't, I felt, I, I feel like it didn't get as much, um, oh, uh, hype here locally as it could have or should have. It just, it was. It kind of just showed up. Yeah, it just kind of showed up. I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't hear of any events or see any events or uh, anything that really like, oh my God, we did something with Fort George, which I mean, if I did anything with Fort George, that's how I would open every conversation for at least a week. Just people coming in. Hi, my name's Jeremy. I, I brewed a beer with Fort George. Can I help you today? The only thing I could think of is they did this for like a tree fort beer. Could be. I actually, that and- might, that might have been it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm Googling, uh, Floating Witch's Head is a musical artist, so I would almost bet money. I think that was it, come to think of it. Um, And that's probably why neither of us went to Treefort, so probably why we didn't hear much of it. I did go to Tree Fort. It really wasn't a, a presence there either. I'm not, uh, and I think I remember seeing it on draft, but only under Fort George. Um, and also, I didn't spend a lot of time at Ale Fort because Ale Fort's gotten. Oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, I'll just go ahead and be snobby about it. It's it's not as nearly as exciting as it used to be. And Jesus Christ, five bucks for a, a, a an eight ounce pour. Yeah. On the flip side, though, uh, a lot of the pours didn't quite know what was going on until I'd be like, "Oh, hey, can I get this barrel aged beer?" I have a 16-ounce mug, but I don't want 16 ounces. Here's two tokens. Just give me a half pour of that. And they'd be like, oh, okay. But it says two tokens up here, so I'm going to just fill your pint glass with a 14% fucking Imperial Stout. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Great. See, I didn't I, I didn't know that. I should have uh, attempted that instead. I would have just drank pints of 14% Stout until I passed out on the main stage in the mud. As is proper. I was gonna say you might have drowned in the amount of mud that was there. <laughs> um, I got also. A... Can I just say the city is acting like a bunch of little twats, being like they destroyed our park. I was like, what the fuck did you expect from a music festival in a park in fucking March? Uh, are they real? I did. I I I haven't seen that backlash, but I was kind of pre- prepared for it because I really did feel like that was. It, I, I, that was the first thing I thought would like, we're going to hold this in the Julia in Julia Davis park. I'm like, if there's any weather, that's going to be muddy as hell. And even if there isn't, they are going to destroy that park. Did it, is that really a surprise and, to anybody? And then they were like, yeah, so we got estimates. It's going to be $40,000 to resod where they fucked up. I was like, how is it costing that fucking much to resod? Well, and that is exactly, I remember what, what they did to a lot of beer fests. Oh, back the in the Boise day. beer fest. Yeah. Yeah. They, they came back and said, Oh, you tore up the lawn. And so you owe us, you know, it was tens of thousands of dollars to fix it. And that's what drove all those events out of the park. Uh, mm-hmm. it ate up, I think all their profits, if not that and more. And I, and I was really curious to see if that was what's going to happen to tree fort as well. Which tree fort in the article that I read came out and was like, we, we knew we were going to have to pay for this. Like, that's just part of the thing. Uh, we're getting it paid for when they give us the quote back. Um, but, yeah, we were already expecting to have to pay to do that. And I'm like, okay, that I mean, makes sense. I that assumed was a, everyone 
Yeah, if that was a, I mean, that should have been a known quantity across the board. I mean, that we're gonna yeah. hold this in March. If it rains, it's gonna be a mud puddle. And by the way, if you want to hold it here, you're gonna have to reseed the lawn. And if they said, yeah, we're fine with that, then I, then so be it. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, <laughs> this has been it's all music for a <laughs> music uh, 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 venue podcast tonight. Um, I got a hold of the Mortalis Brewing, uh, Old Man Barima. Um, it is, uh, of course a hazy double. Um, they, they just came into town last week. Um, uh, uh, stretching the, uh, stretching the bounds of, of how much a person is willing to pay for a 16 ounce hazy IPA. Um, at it's, it's, uh, uh, crusting 10 bucks at our shop, which even for a double IPA is like, damn, good God, that's a lot. Because I'm pretty sure... How much was fucking Heretic's fourth of Juicy that's like 15%? Uh, I mean, I don't remember, but it's somewhere like five or six. I mean, a lot yeah. of... I mean, a Great Notion and um, Anchorage, um, they're all pushing seven, eight bucks. Um, this is one... This is the first one that went ahead and just pushed the limit to 10 and... So I decided to grab one and see what a $10 hazy IPA tastes like. And I can say without fear of contradiction that it tastes like a hazy Disappointment. IPA. It tastes like a hazy IPA. It tastes like, a, it tastes like an $8 of hazy IPA, which tastes a bit like a $6 hazy IPA, which tastes a bit like a $5 hazy IPA. Uh, it's going to disappoint as many people as Jeremy and an orgy. Pretty much. Um, I More than that, because I can't get that many people to come to my orgies, no matter how many leaflets I put out. Um, I mean, it's, it's... Just show up to the Mormon church and start passing them out. <laughs> and that's why I'm not allowed to go to the Mormon church anymore. Weren't you listening? Um, I mean, it's. No. <laughs> it, I don't want to say that it's bad. I mean, it's 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 a hazy IPA. It's 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 uh, bright with a, a big orange mango pineapple flavor. I get like a touch of vanilla, really sweet malt profile. That's a little bit of bitterness. Um, uh, Willie. Well, for ten dollars, that thing better blow you. <laughs> it is not blowing me at the moment. Um, I can, can I, uh, neither the beer nor the can is anywhere close to my junk. So, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm not, it's, I don't think it's $10 good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't think of what would qualify as $10 good for a hazy, but, uh, uh, um, yeah, this it blows is, you. I, that's, that would pay 10 bucks for that. Yeah. Uh, before we get started today, um, uh, I did want to start off with um, a little plea for sanity. So uh, last week, uh, the story started breaking about uh, Dylan Mulvaney um, and the Bud Light collective shit losing. Um, if you didn't pay attention, first, good for you. You're a better person for it. Uh, second, well, here's a quick synopsis. Uh, Mulvaney is a trans activist on TikTok who... I'm guessing really, really likes Bud Light. I don't know how much Bud Light you have to swill in front of how many people to get them to send you a six-pack with your picture on it, but Mulvaney apparently cleared that mark, which... Okay. I've been wondering who the fuck that person is. I knew she was uh, transgender, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. 
the the Why only the fuck she famous the only she's tick on tiktok people are famous on tiktok um uh, let's just let's just admit that we're old now and we don't understand any of this um and yep. that's and that is all i was willing to learn about her because i don't care <laughs> but whatever the whatever how much however much bud light you need to to swill she cleared that mark good for her her pro- her pronouns notwithstanding her taste in beer is shit now that's <laughs> That's about as much as I was willing to wade into this, um, but the because the rest of the internet did exactly what you would think they would do, which is publicly have like chimps who took so much coke that they somehow developed a severe case of diarrhea that approached fire hose in intensity, and began to just fling shit everywhere. Uh, right wing creatures uh, 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 bet- felt betrayed by America's favorite beer, leapt out of their hate holes to denounce the brand. Kid Rock shot a bunch of cans for some reason. Angry white men dumped cans of Bud Lights down the drain. Beers they already paid for, you stupid twits. I skipped over this story for a number of reasons. Number one, it's fucking stupid. It has, and that has nothing to do with Mulvaney because this quickly this story very quickly ceased to be about her the story was about the usual cache of bullshit carnival barkers spewing fear jizz into the open mouth of people worried that they might someday have to be nice to someone that doesn't look like them if you want to hear that see literally any news podcast out there it's not really our thing our thing is beer industry and it really didn't affect beer business or craft beer business or so I thought. It was recently brought to my attention <laughs> that several bars here in Boise, and to be more accurate, we're talking about the bars that reside in the hinterlands of Meridian, Nampa, and Caldwell, that are oh, fuming, yeah. ready to pull Bud Light from their uh, from their taps, uh, uh, and they chose to express this in the calm, rational manner, bringing up their concerns through the proper channels. I can't even get through this. They proceeded to scream at people just trying to get through their day. Um... <laughs> Poor Stein reps. Poor Stein reps. They were basically pissed off because they'd be forced to carry cans with Mulvaney's face on it, which that's not even close to true. They they were a special run given directly to her to thank her for being a good corporate lapdog. At no time did Bud Light ever consider sending these out to the general public. Um... And even if these personalized cans were on their way to a bar near you, the sales reps, one, do not work for AB InBev at all in any way. They just sell the stuff and two, have zero control over what a multinational corporation does. And three, if the news didn't tell you to be upset about this, would they have even known who the fuck was on the can? Not even a little bit. So I'd just like to open this uh, podcast with a few thoughts. Um, Number one, this story and I can't stress this enough, um, is stupid. Uh, there, But there are two acceptable extremes when it comes to reaction to this story, and they are thus. Listen close. Uh, oh, that's nice. Or, hmm, that's stupid. Those are two completely fair and acceptable reactions. And by the way, so is utter indifference. That was my reaction. Um... <laughs> And if you are not directly connected to somebody in this story and you have an emotional response greater than that, I feel pretty confident in suggesting you're an idiot and you should shut up. Uh, Second of all, if you are yelling at working people over something they can't control, I would invite you to take a deep breath, uh, count to 10, reach down into your pants and grab your peen or lady peen, hold it for a moment and just take that little while to realize there are some things beyond your control and 
and there are some things that are not. Uh, accepting that, that with grace and dignity are the hallmarks of a reasonable human being. Uh, screaming at random people trying to get through their day does not make them respect you about respect you about how much in control you, of everything you are. They walk away thinking you're a gigantic tool. Uh, if you don't get that idea, I invite you to dig deeper, pull that peen around back, and go fuck yourself. And on a related note, if you work for a bar or distributor or some other facet of the beer industry and would like to share your story with this podcast, drop us a line. It's allbeer at gmail.com. The rest of you, stop being dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't think that plea for Sam is going to go much further than that but that's my official stance on the entire thing <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy it's America uh. yeah the America beer shit it's just <laughs> it also put me in the an enviable position of having to defend Bud Light in as much as like it, it, she, I, I, she apparently spends a good time on TikTok drinking Bud Light, so they gave her a six-pack. You know what? <laughs> what I find hilarious in this whole thing, because I've, I've just seen, like, because if you're on the internet, you can't just see people freaking out about this. Uh, Bud Light's stock, stock price, or Anheuser-Busch's stock price, has actually gone up since this whole drama went well, down. The- I, I did briefly read upon like refreshing my memory and just uh, uh, about what all that happened. Um, uh, right wing media um, was in uh, celebration um, earlier today because uh, AB InBev's stock price had dropped. Wait for it from 61 to 59 and something proof. Oh proof. my God. Go woke, go broke, buddy. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> they were so happy that they, you know, that and I'm and I'm sure uh, that but that but the Anheuser Busch executives, uh, those that didn't leap out of the windows at the decimation of their stock price, are um, are really rethinking their stance on that. <laughs> uh, well, on a better, quick update, um, the Milwaukee Brewers are the first team in major league baseball that have announced because of the pitch clock and the shorter games that we talked about last week uh they are gonna extend selling beer past the seventh inning to the end of the eighth inning woohoo we're saved yep woohoo i can get a beer for an extra inning watching uh a terrible sport an absolutely awful sport <laughs> Come on, Jeremy. It's a I, great reason to drink. It is. is, is it, uh, being stuck in a ballpark is an, is an excellent reason to get uh, out of your mind blasted on booze. If they had if they had heroin available, I would just be like one of the just come on, shoot me up. Come here. Let's do this. And I get a bag of it that you just slowly inject into my vein <laughs> for the whole game. Actually, I think that's a I, I believe that is. Um, a bit redundant. I believe baseball is just physical opium performed in front of you. <laughs> wow. Really hate that baseball. Uh, it's a boring ass sport. <laughs> it's much more fun in person, Jeremy. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> what else you got for us? Well, uh, untapped basically came out with a, list for national beer day of the 
21 most iconic American breweries to celebrate the National Beer Day on April 7th. Happy Ab- um, and National so- Beer Day, by the way. Well, how did you celebrate? I think I drank a beer. I did not. I think I went the entire day without drinking a beer. What day was it? I don't know. I think it was Friday. Friday? Oh, did I have a beer that day? I can't remember. It'd be so telling that if that if not National Beer Day, we just managed to not have a beer. We're like, oh, that seems to be that would seem to be the appropriate way for us to celebrate National Beer Day because every other day we're, uh, uh, is National Beer Day for us. So the official one would be like, I know the next day I had a handful of beers. So <laughs> just gearing up uh-huh. for the true celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I figured we'd kind of run through these real quick and then pick our top three each uh, most influential or most iconic American breweries. Okay. So this list is in alphabetical order and nothing else. They didn't actually give a ranking. They're just 21 uh, influential they, breweries that we think are influential. They have influenced correct. quite a few people. Correct. And, each brewery, they kind of give a little blurb on why they're influent or why they're iconic. So, like Allagash, uh, I mean, they made wit beer what it is for craft beer. I mean, Allagash White is a cult following in the Northeast. Um, the next one, Anchor Brewing Company. I mean, we've talked the about Anchor, yeah. I mean, the the OG pioneer of craft beer. Um, Coming up next, we have Bell's Brewing. uh, Owner of the the top beer in America by Zymergery Magazine for, what, five years running? Four years running now? I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, Boston Beer Company. The founder of... Sam Adams, uh, which then became Mike's Hard Lemonade, Twisted Tea, or not Mike's Hard Lemonade, uh, Angry Orchard, Twisted Tea, and Truly Hard Seltzer. Uh, that's some that's some Enron money well spent. <laughs> what are you talking about? They never cooked any books. <laughs> no, they got it from those who did. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brooklyn Brewing. Fair. One of the OGs, and I think one of the first uh, African American-owned breweries to really like maintain a high level of relevance in the craft beer revolution. Deschutes, the OG in the Northwest. Dogfish Head. I mean, I think every person who ends up opening a craft brewery has read. Sam Callion's uh, fucking book, How to Build a Brewery. I mean, everybody, they haven't, but they probably should. That's That should be required reading. Uh, Firestone Walker. Fair. Barrel age, their barrel age program alone. Yep. Goose Island. How to Sell Out. Well, also, the creators of bourbon barrel aged stout, really. And How to Sell Out. <laughs> that, was a, that was the title of the book, actually. Uh, Hill Farmstead Brewing. 
I don't even know if I've heard of them. Yeah, you have. Um, I mean, they're a destination brewery in Vermont, kind of focused on local terroir. Um, and I, I know if you saw some of their beers, you would. Okay. Uh, Lagunitas. Fair. New Albion Brewing Company out of Sonoma, which I think I've heard of this. Uh, the blurb said the first microbrewery, allegedly. Yeah, uh, that's that tracks. That's one of the that's one um, of the OGs as well. New Belgium. I mean, fat tire. New Glarus. Only yeah, that that one's interesting for a number of reasons, yeah. Well, the blurb for it is a brewery selflessly dedicated to its state. And I'm like, yes, when your state drinks as much as Wisconsin, you can be a a top ten brewery in size and only sell in one fucking state. <laughs> are you are you are you angry about that, Tyler? No, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> being pregnant. Oh my god, little Parker is going to be so confused growing up. You just... <laughs> I was... That was... Like, I can't believe you. Look what you did. Look what you did. Why is daddy mad at me? No, he's proud. He's just... That's how he shows pride. <laughs> uh, Oscar Blues. Cans. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, the reason most beers are in fucking cans. Um... Other half brewing for, I mean, I know of them, but uh, I'm not sure why, what they've leading line culture. Okay. So it basically beer geeks lining up, uh, every oh. weekend just to get, Oh God, that's, that's a detriment. That's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Russian river. Sierra Nevada. I mean, uh, the, one the, the first the first big national national brewery, yeah. And the first guy to be made a billionaire from beer or from craft beer. I didn't know he'd gotten the a only guy. Oh, he'd gotten to billionaire yeah. status. I thought at one point he had hit it. Okay. Uh, Stone Brewing Company. The Alchemist. Three Floyds, Treehouse, and that is it. Which, I got a problem with Treehouse, like, get rid of that shit, like, Hazy's were started because of the Alchemist with Hetty Topper and Fulkelbanger. Yeah, like, that's my, that was kind of my re- reaction, like, that's that feels redundant. Um, yep. So, uh, should I give you uh, uh, my three off that list? Um, or first, or your, or, or, or you want to give, give me yours? You started off, uh, I'd say, give me your top three. If there's one you want to bring in from outside the list, bring it in from outside the list. Well, nothing comes to mind, but when I think about, but when I look at craft beer as it exists now, um, 
then I'm temp then I and and you know and and off that list you know uh, uh, their relative contributions to the uh, uh, to the landscape. My hot take is uh, Bell's uh, Alchemist and Oscar Blues. Yeah, I, I agree on Oscar Blues. Um, I mean, I feel Alchemist needs to be there, but I... The, my, the reason I... <laughs> Excuse me. The reason I I put it in like the top three is, uh, I mean, it's, I mean to the point where th- there really is only you know, I mean, there's only only two beer styles. But if you really get uh, 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 if you get more than that, granular, there's three. There's West Coast IPA, hazy IPA, and then everything else. And a, a hazy IPA has become so much a a part of I you know it it dismissed as a fad when it first came out and not for and 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 not unreasonably so given all you know the black IPA rye IPA red IPA mm-hmm. brown IPA blue IPA green IPA yellow IPA Belgian IPA IPA that's not an IPA IPA nitro IPA you know the 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 one variation of IPA that really did become its style in and of itself to the point where um you know that look at most of your beer menus across the country, you're seeing West Coast, West Coast, hazy, hazy, West Coast, West Coast, lager, and then something weird they did. Um, mm-hmm. Bell's, uh, I mean, perf- I mean, and same, and kind of the same reason. When you when you think about the evolution of West Coast IPA, not where it began, but where, but how it exists in its current form. I think their two-hearted was not only a pioneer in that idea of like of of drink of drinkability, moderate bitterness, big hop flavor, um, that that basically paved the way, uh, you know, out of the woods. That was you know how many IBUs can we chuck into a brew kettle to show us your great big brew dick? Um, see, chat can Chat GPT say he, they can't say brew dick. So, <laughs> um, uh. and yeah, Canarchy for cans because it became the packaging uh, of the, you know, it's, and it's kind of, I think all three of them are less, I think, I you know, obviously none of them are tied to where the industry came from, but it's, they're very much tied in my mind to where we are now. Yeah, I, I could see putting the alchemist in there. Uh, initially, I right there with you, Canarchy. I mean, that tied in. I I have to put Sierra Nevada. I mean, they basically made pale ale. When you say pale ale, the first thing you think of is fucking Sierra Nevada pale, the yeah. green label. True, but find a pale ale now. I dare you. <laughs> I fucking... They're still out there. <laughs> yeah, Sierra Nevadas is the only one. I mean, you know, kudos to Sierra Nevada. Not only is it the original pale ale, and, and you know, and, and it remains it remains relevant and has staying power. You can find still find Sierra Nevada pale, but uh, any other 
now pale ale, even the BJCP, the Beer Judge Certificate Program, has openly admitted in their in their 2021 style guidelines that American pale ale is now basically um, a session IPA, and Sierra and Sierra Nevada's pale ale is no longer on that list. Really? Damn. I mean, I I get it, but there's got to be that throwback, and. My three, four would be either Goose Island or uh, Alchemist because, I mean, Goose Island kind of was right there with that huge explosive growth basically being credited with the barrel-aged stouts and then being the big name, the shot kind of heard around the world when they got acquired. And There's... I. I, I thought of, I mean, when I was mulling it in my head for all of five seconds, um, Goose Island was up there and I could be persuaded to drop maybe even Oscar Blues and, and replace that with Goose Island because not only did they, per, they did they pioneer the bourbon barrel aged stout, which is also something that every brewery kind of feels obligated to do, um, but they also were a pioneer on a different landscape, which is craft beer becoming big business. Mm-hmm. Also, 2014, uh, Ken Grossman became moved into the billionaire status, according to Forbes. Congratulations, so. Ken Grossman. May I have like a thousand dollars? It's it's well, not even. <laughs> so he is the first, and as far as I know, the only guy to make a billion dollars in craft beer without investing multiple billion dollars. Well, there's the Constellation guy, or not the Constellation, but the Bowles Point guys, although I guess they divided it up amongst themselves, so neither of them were a billionaire in of themselves, but... Mm-hmm. But uh, Constellation was out a billion dollars. Does that count for anything? <laughs> I'm sure if you ask Constellation, it does. <laughs> uh, were there any besides... The treehouse that we both brought up, any ones that on that list I rattled up that stand out like they shouldn't be there? I mean, I don't I wouldn't argue that tree treehouse shouldn't be on the list because um, because I mean, unlike any of the hazy IPAs that the alchemist came out with, um, um, the the uh the Treehouse Orange Julius is still on the uh, is well. It was on the uh, BJCP's list for uh, for hazy IPA, and if you have a a focal banger or a heady topper now, it doesn't. I, they are they don't taste like hazies anymore. They they you'd almost say God. It's more like a just a hazy West Coast because because they are highly bit bitter relative to the style um mm-hmm. and uh they don't have i mean they're they're not as big they're not as juicy you can see the evolution that way and so it's almost i almost feel like yeah they belong on the list because alchemists invented this style but treehouse helped perfect it true um so. there wasn't any on that list that i was like i mean even 
you brought up uh, the other half's the line culture thing. I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't. That's that's an aspect of craft beer that I wish was not a thing. But I can't sure. argue with the fact that. But it is a thing, and and if and given the fact that they're instrumental in that, I I have a hard time saying, well, they shouldn't be on that list because they clearly had a a a an effect being a, a, a shitty influence is still an influence. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I can't think of any, I, when you were rattling off that list, I mean, you can kind of, you can kind of separate them into one of three categories. You either. Yeah. I mean, you either had the, you know, the, 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 the founders, the, uh, the original ones, and mm-hmm. um, there was none of those in that category that, I mean, maybe New Albion, because just because it was so so short lived. Yeah, uh, well, because it a, because it was so short lived, I feel like you could probably pick. Um, I mean, I'd almost, I'd I'd almost go with something. I don't know if if you could if you would if you could count Shiner or uh, Yingling in that same mm. category um, in the fact that, I mean, they, I mean, they were pioneers in the craft in the sense that, I mean, they weren't, they, they didn't, they didn't start their business with craft beer. They were already running and they, they just kind of got picked up with the tide, but in a way yeah. they were one of the few breweries still producing uh, styles of beer. And well, I'm speaking more to Shiner than Yingling at this point, although they still had the Porter, um, but they were producing uh, styles of beer that were all but extinct in the United States. And they were producing mm-hmm. those in scales that were economically un that in, in theory were economically unfeasible. So, if I were going to switch out one and put in another, I'm not sure if Shiner or Yingling would count. I think I would, um, I would go with Shiner, um, as opposed to like New Albion. But that's just a yeah off the top of my head take. I mean, the other ones you've got, the other like categories you have, like the development of the of the major styles. Um, and, you know, that's where Stone kind of comes in with the. Um, uh-huh. With not only being in, uh, one of the founders, but uh, leading the way with IPA and American Strong Ale, um, mm-hmm. Bell, Bell's Russian Saint, River, Russian River would yeah another one on that list where they were the you know the big uh, developers of styles that are now ubiquitous. Um, the only one I would want on that I think should be on that list though I don't know which one I would switch it out would be Cigar City because their highlight. In, a, in an odd way, in my mind, is a kind of a prototype. I mean, if you think about, if you can almost think about the, uh, you know, the the evolution of IPA from British IPA to hazy IPA, if you wanted to think about that spectrum, you know, in, bet- in between West Coast and hazy, there is a missing link that I think is High Lie. Mm. Yeah, but I, I don't, I think, Cigar City was just so regionally specific that it, it doesn't real the relevance isn't there. Well, but I mean, Hillstead Farms is their thing is being being you know regionally specific 
as near as I can tell from my vague memories of what the hell that is, but that might also be why are they are why they are on the list as pioneering the idea of a destination brewery or being like the 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 um, the uh, highest ideal of what you call a destination brewery. Yeah, and there would be the other, you know, the thing that's kind of spotted around you the uh, you know breweries that you know achieved something unique in the industry and that's where i think you know that would come in um well and and, i mean let's face it three floyds is a is a regional powerhouse you know um Mm -hmm. almost unknown outside of the midwest but in the midwest are as as every bit as every bit of powerful as russian river is on the west coast Mm -hmm. Um, so so, no, I, I mean, there are a couple I would add to it, but I, I, uh, the more I kind of, you know, without going down the entire list again, and then let's not do that, uh, <laughs> I could, I could, I, I could identify like, no, I understand why all of them are on there and maybe you can mm-hmm. do a few more, but I'm, like, I have a hard time saying, no, I don't know why they would they, they, take them off. They achieved nothing in their, nothing I say. Yeah. I think you could argue for a couple to be swapped out with someone else, but there's, it's still argued where there would be points as to keep them. Fair enough. Well, Jeremy, what do we got next? Brew dog is going to make you eat bugs news. Now Uh, this comes from the morning advisor by Rebecca Walker. Great. First Budweiser's going to turn me gay with their beer. And now I got to eat bugs. Um, well, they're not, the beer is not what's turning you gay, uh, Tyler. It's sitting down <laughs> with me every week and looking at this luscious chunk of lured man flesh. This, this right here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this. <laughs> don't, don't pretend you don't want all of this right here. <laughs> Tyler, would you, would you be interested in a cricket burger? If I offered you a cricket burger, what would your re- reaction be? I'll give it a try. That's fair. Uh, James. I mean, I'll eat almost any type of animal like <laughs> once just to see what it is. <laughs> Except monkey. I'm drawing the line at a primate. Why monkey? Why is monkey where you'd be like. They're too close. Too close to human. I'd too try, close. I'd try human. It's, <laughs> it's called long pork or long pig for a reason. Uh, more prevalent in, uh, in history than we, we probably think. And, um, I don't know. There's at least three people that I would like to chow down on. Um, James Watt, um, is among them. No, that's not true. Uh, he's spent way too much uh, time on roofs and I don't know where he's been, but James Watt is pondering the idea. Um, can you get VD from eating a person? <laughs> you can get Kuru from eating a person. That's a kind of VD. <laughs> Uh, James Watt is pondering the idea. Nothing appears to be set in stone yet. He's mulling it over on rooftops all over Scotland uh, before coming to a consensus. But he shared a post on Twitter and LinkedIn saying that he was considering working with a sustainable insect brand, Yumbug, uh, to add cricket burgers to menus all over at BrewDog locations all over the the country and maybe in the U.S. And the response... To, I mean, basically, you put out a poll that said, if we did a cricket burger, would you eat it? And the response is about what you would 
think um, some folk were surprisingly eager to chow down on what I'm assuming is ground bug product. Uh, other Others were very much in the, oh, hell no, there's no other way I can get over the fact that I'm eating bugs. But most were, op- I mean, most had kind of your reaction to it, which was along the lines of, I'd try it once just for... And if it's good, I'll order again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, well, if it's good, I'll finish it. If not, I'll go like, okay, I now know what uh, a cricket burger tastes like, and I don't want... <laughs> I'll take a regular one. <laughs> I don't want that in my life ever again. I count myself in that camp, too. Um, there are people in this world who can make anything delicious, and a properly motivated person, I think I could could I could work a, a, a cricket patty. I... I I look to the Cajuns on uh, on on this philosophy. The the uh, people yep. people yep. down there, um, as the late great Terry, as the late great Terry Pratchett uh, once put it, will uh, 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 drink anything you can put in a bucket and eat anything you that can't crawl out of one. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the, the Cajuns for uh, uh, for. They're 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 one of uh, uh, several people in this world that will try to solve any problem that they encounter by eating it. Um, I recently read an article where they were trying they were encouraging people in New Orleans to uh, uh, increase the amount of oysters they eat because they wanted to use the s- shells to build seawalls to help mitigate o- uh, uh, sea level rise uh, and protect the coast. They're literally trying to eat their way out of climate change and I I I, I just it's it's inspiring. Say you Louisiana, say you. <laughs> It's just, they see a problem like, well, can we eat our way out of it? <laughs> just sitting there throwing crawfish and oyster shells into fucking ocean. So, so I don't, so they're, so the, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the human spirit c- can make this a thing. Plus, they are in Scotland. The bar is low. Not only does their traditional fare seem to answer the question, what if I took the most unappetizing parts of an animal and cooked them in such a way to make them even more repulsive than they already were? And bland. (laughs) At its best, Scottish food, and indeed food across the British Isles, can best be described as contains calories. So... (laughs) So why not? It doesn't seem like you've got that much to lose. (laughs) It might be good or it might, I mean, it might be as good as a normal British burger, which is when I was, when I, when I was in London, um, uh, tried a lot of things and yes, uh, 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 everything seems to be boiled with to within an inch of its life. And there was at a, and at a at a pub, we had a, a a burger and fries, and their burger was like, oh, it's like you sent somebody to the United States to to get the general idea of a burger. Um, they started to come back, but on the way had a traumatic head wound. You didn't quite understand what they were saying, but you got the basic idea, and that's and then you just kind of filled in with the rest of your own cooking techniques, and that's what you have. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, I guess what for what's what it's worth. Uh, yeah, do it. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and next up, uh, brewery acquisition news now. Um, it's actually happened in January, but it slipped through the cracks. Luckily, it's been a slow news week, and so I went through and started looking up some of our favorite, uh, favorite in air quotes, uh, breweries to see what they've been up to. Um, Mahau out of, and I think that's how you pronounce uh, uh, that company's name, but I'm, that's how I'm going with anyway. Mahau out of uh, Madrid, Spain. And founders out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, announced this year that they were acquiring Avery Brewing Company out of Colorado. And together, their powers combined to form Mahau USA. Uh, back when uh, uh, the founders' uh, racist debacle blew up, uh, Mahau was in the process of increasing their 30% stake uh, in the beleaguered company to 90%. Um, some speculated that uh, whether or not the controversy surrounding, uh, among other things, uh, printer segregation. Um, if you want the full story on that, you have to go all the way back to episode 19, blacked out on social media, and you done fucked up, founders, uh, to figure out what, what we're talking about. But I mean, I feel that was the start of the you done fucked up episodes. I do believe that was, I don't know what uh, inspired it, but it was, I believe, uh, 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 the, the first you done fucked up. And then it became a song. And you will get a great reenactment of Jeremy and I oh reading. God, I forgot. Did that happen that episode or did that come later? Um, I think it was that episode or it was the next one. You, I think it might have been that one. Yeah, you'll you'll you you will get a dramatic reenactment of uh, of me and Tyler uh, performing uh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say oh, the funniest um, uh, 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 deposition in legal that history. That was painful to fucking read. <laughs> like, uh, I guarantee that made some corporate exec lawyer just jizz his pants feeling. <laughs> well, he's like, I didn't think anyone would be stupid enough to try to pull that, and they did it. <laughs> it's like Everest, except for douchey businessman. <laughs> um, not, but not terribly surprising. Uh, the sale went through, and now the conglomerate is expanding. Um, How USA CEO uh, uh, Elton Andreas Knight uh, said in the official press release, "Quote: Founders and Avery have been working together cohesively for the past two years, and we have consistently found strength within this partnership of brands." Yada yada yada. Um, uh, uh, yet another um, merger of formerly craft brands into, I mean, you know, not much to say about it other than another, another uh, uh, notch in the, uh, uh, the bedpost of how these craft brands are clumping together to, well, to stay, a re re to stay relevant and frankly, to stay alive. Cause uh, mm -hmm. it's, the pond is getting smaller and the fish are getting bigger. Yeah. I'm just shocked. I missed this completely. It wasn't, um, I mean, I, it didn't come through any of our normal, I mean, I, um, it didn't come through any of my local feed or any of my like regular feeds. I found it by literally like, uh, typing founders news and it was just this little blurb and there's not i mean that's about as much there is as there is to say about it and um pretty much inconsequential except for the fact that again yet another blip on the radar and worth noting that i'm just keeping in mind to go i mean uh um uh avery another i mean a 
big OG brand, Colorado. Um, I don't know what leading what uh, uh, inspired this leading up. If it was um, if it was just time, or if they were they were struggling to to uh, uh, keep themselves relevant. Um, I mean, Avery early on. I mean, they had their Golden Monkey. They had their um, I was it. I keep on thinking. I, I want the the, the uh, their um. Oh, Avery Rod- or Victory? Avery. Golden Monkey's not well, a monkey. Did... No, it's I was going to say Golden Monkey was Victory. What about they had a Bel- they had a Belgian Golden that and I'm think I'm messing up, but um they also had the uh the the Raj uh yeah, one of the big first imperial Sweet, the coffee. Yeah. Um the uh No, I'm thinking Victory. You're right. Victory was Golden Monkey, but they also had a they did have a Belgian Golden Strong. And we're they had winning. a Belgian white. That might be what I was thinking of, yeah. But, um, um, but anyway, I yeah. But one of the OG Colorado powerhouses. Whether it's time, whether they're struggling to stay relevant, whether uh, it, they were looking at their budget sheets and just saying, "Well, we either need to sell or cease being a thing." Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what do you got next for us? Well, Deschutes is uh, doubling down on non-alcoholic. Uh, this is an article from the Full Pint. Uh, they talk about how uh, they're bringing all their non-alcoholic beer capabilities in-house with a new strategic strategic partnership with st- oh fuck. Sustainable <laughs> should, beverage technology. It should be noticed, noted on uh, on Tyler's defense that he woke up at five this morning, drove to Sun Valley, which, if you're not familiar with Idaho geography, is a is a little town about uh, 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 three hours away. <laughs> three hours away. Uh, he found Arnold Schwarzenegger. He told him a penis joke. That's where that came from. Um, he uh, uh, did his job valiantly. Got back into his car about five o'clock. Drove here. Uh, uh, got out of his car. Ran into his house. May have kissed his baby i don't know sat in front of the microphone and started recording so if, if he's sounding uh, a bit out of it i'm curious to see if anyone actually believes that i told arnold schwarzenegger a penis joke uh because he frequents sun valley so that's it, what it would be plausible that's why i made the joke that's uh i did not uh but yeah i made it back at eight ate some dinner uh and then Took a shit, and I was like, oh, well, time to start the podcast. <laughs> you could have lied about that last part. You could have lied and said, I ate dinner, I spent time with my uh, with my beautiful family, held my uh, held my daughter for those precious moments, and then put her down. Because- oh, Parker was asleep by the time I got home. <laughs> okay. I said, you could have lied. You can lie about this shit. <laughs> no, I swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. So I came home. I took a dump, and then <laughs> it should be noted that uh, that dump is still in progress. Tyler has been podcasting from the John this entire time. Um, no, I don't is, echo that much. Which is uh, which is it's okay for you, been horrifying for me because <laughs> the sounds he's heard will scar you for life. Uh, no, so back to the shoots. They partnered with. Sustainable Brewing Technologies, uh, and 
they're investing in the patented Bruvo technology to help produce and package their non-alcoholic beverages at scale. Um, so right now they have their Deschutes uh, Black Butte non-alcoholic. Uh, they're getting ready to expand that portfolio with a few new beers. Uh, one will be a non-alcoholic stout, an Irish dark ale, and a 0.0% version of the Black Butte Porter. Oh, so they're going to make that actually truly non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. As opposed to now, because the, 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 they have a Black Butte NA, which is, by the way, extremely good. Um, yep. One of our top-selling NA brands. Um, but I think, by definition, it's still like somewhere between... It's less than uh, a half of a percent of uh, ABV, but so still there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they came out and said that the Bruvo technology is the best at the de-alcoholization that they've been able to find uh, and allowed them to create the highest quality and best tasting non-alcoholic product. Um, so, Do you know what method because we did a whole episode oh about a year ago and i'd I'd have to go look it up uh, about the different methods that they were exploring or they were currently being used to make non-alcoholics do you know which method that this one uses or did it mention it i didn't uh, so i looked and i couldn't see i'm googling a little bit more uh the nested fermentation is basically all i can see is that the that is that the like the essentially like almost reverse osmosis um i think so so basically the people that are using this are denali brewing company deschutes best day brewing tommy knocker and groovy i gotta say i've 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 hitherto liked best days slightly better than athletic there is some there is some controversy on that. That's kind of my personal opinion. Um, that I slightly preferred theirs. It's six of one, half dozen of the other for me. I mean, also, yeah, it, blind taste test. I might reverse that on a on a dime. I do want to try uh, Athletics Michelada though. They managed to do a, a non-alcoholic tomato beer canned michelada huh all right i'm in let's uh uh, i'm like it'll either be delicious or it'll be god awful i mean they're they're light they're uh they're their athletic light is i mean it's a very good approximation of a of a light lager so combine Mm -hmm. that with tomato juice and i fail to see where you might have a problem um, other than the 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 slight possibility of the sugar and the tomato juice fermenting and eliminating some of the benefits of the product, but maybe providing some better benefits in the end. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I'm curious to see now with Deschutes dropping in more on this, you know, kind of where the NA space is going to be transitioning, and if more and more large national breweries start really hammering in on this. I mean, it, 
whether whether we're you know the at the tip of the trend or not i mean there i think um uh, i think earlier this year the um the consensus you know was uh while while craft non-alcoholic had some growth potential they were still talking about like 1% of the total beer industry so that was a lot to that was a mm-hmm. lot to fight over that I, I do believe with the uh, the the quality of those growing immensely, um, that market improving, whether or not uh, whether enough to move the dial much. I'm excited, but I'm excited to see uh, the the uh, what Deschutes comes out with because I gotta say the the black the Black Butte NA has is one of my favorites on there. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to try the alcohol-free version of the dish, the Black Butte. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything else for us today? Nope, that's it for me. Well, uh, this has been uh, It's All Beer. If you, uh, uh, in, if, uh, if you enjoyed uh, beer news uh, and the penis jokes, uh, uh, make sure you get your uh, penis. Make, make make sure make sure you get beer news from actual humans and and not uh, and not AI because as I've proven uh, today, um, they are incapable and uh, to get and so to test fake news, you've got to see if it tells you a <laughs> oh penis my, joke. Oh my God, that's 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 exactly how we're gonna get around this. That's how we get through. It, 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 that's how we uh, uh, disseminate how to know some, if if someone's real. Like okay, I I. I I, you're just gonna need to you're just gonna need to, uh, uh, in every random news story just type a penis joke in the middle there, just to prove this came from a human. <laughs> We've cracked it. We've got this. <laughs> you're welcome, Planet Earth. <laughs> and this has been it's all beer. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, we're on Twitter uh, at it's all beer one. Uh, we post uh, the stories that we use to come up with this podcast. Uh, I post some pictures of thi- uh, uh, and things. Uh, sometimes some funny quotes on Instagram and Facebook uh, at It's All Beer. Uh, if you want to uh, 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 email us, talk to us, and tell us to maybe stop with the penis jokes, or you've got a, a really good story about uh, uh, about uh, dick uh, 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 bar owners um, threatening to pull Bud Light from their uh, uh, handles. Again, I, if, if, if you're out there listening, let us know. I'd be very curious to see if anybody else has run into us, run into that kind of thing. It's all beer at gmail.com. And of course, as always, uh, if you like the podcast, uh, go on, uh, tell us what you think on Facebook or on Spotify or on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Or just write, I like podcast. Uh, uh, lick the back of a paper, slap it on some person's head, and let them go about their day. That's also a simple method as well, I believe. That would be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to have a beer. Have fun. Have fun.